All right, we want to uh, greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're grateful to the Lord for everyone that's here today. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the second chapter of second chapter second Thessalonians and we're going to start reading at verse 1 where let's says now we beseech you brethren by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Everybody see that now? And so he's telling uh, the disciples of that day uh, don't be shaken in your mind uh, don't be bothered by things that you might hear as though it's from us he said because the day of the Lord is not going to come until uh, there's a falling away first and uh, trust me when I tell you we are living in that day now there has been a falling away a falling away from what people that used to uh, the, and really the church is what he's talking about uh, you know for me to fall from something I have to first be standing on something for anybody to fall you hadn't fell if you weren't first standing up and so the church have fallen from the things that they used to stand for and so we are living in that day and look what he says except there come a falling away first everybody see now and so that's the day we're living in. There have been a falling away where uh, the church used to stand on principles, the principles of this word, and uh, now have completely moved away from those, uh, those principles. Uh, well, the so-called church, I put it that way, uh, people who claim. So look at what it says. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth. Everybody see that? He opposes God and he exalts himself above all that is called God. Now, oftentimes when people read this, they're thinking about a, a, a some man somewhere, which I imagine you can. But listen, uh, brothers and sisters, make sure that you're not the one. It's talking about the spirit of people who oppose the word of God. In other words, oppose God and they exalt themselves above all that is called God. In other words, that's part of their opposition. You know, God can speak something and preach something to them and they reject it. And, uh, in other words, oppose it. And but they come up with their own doctrine, their own mindset about things. And so you don't have to think it's some man in Russia somewhere. Or uh, some stuff that you've watched in movies. What was that movie called? Um, Left Behind. You don't have to think of that man. Uh, are you the man <laughs> that have fell away? 
that used to stand on something and no longer stand on it. That used to have principles and, and, and no longer have them. That are being swayed. You know, we're living in a world today, you know, when I was growing up, uh, when people were wrong, they admitted that they were wrong. You know, they weren't trying to make excuses for the wrong. They just admitted, I'm jacked up, I'm messed up, and I need help. Or either I don't want help, but at least I know where I am. They were not making excuses for the foolishness and trying to blend themselves into the word of God some kind of way. Trying, trying to engraft themselves. That when I was growing up, right was right and wrong was wrong. There was no mixture. You knew it was wrong. But now the lines, the devil have done a good job of blurring the lines of what's right and wrong to those of us that don't have eyesight. Now people don't know what to do. And that's the day we're living in now, you see, where everything is accepted, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are allowed to come to church doing all kind of foolishness and ain't repenting of nothing, just showing up. Ain't, ain't asking for prayer, ain't doing nothing, just, just showing up full of the devil. And, but there was a time when it wasn't that way. If you came to church, it was because you wanted to change and you wanted to grow closer to God. You did not come to church and then tell God you weren't going to change. And it, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's amazing to me that we live in that day. For me to have lived to see that day where, you know, people come to church and then get mad when you tell them what they're doing wrong. When your Bible tells you what this word of God is for, it's profitable for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. Does everybody understand now? But we're living in a generation that don't want to be told anything, don't know how to change their own diaper and don't want nobody else telling them to do it or changing it for them. How in the world do you think you belong to God when you can't be corrected? Does everybody see now? And so these people, they oppose and exalted themselves above all that is called God. Make sure you don't have that spirit. Listen, for the spirit, for that man of perdition, before he's revealed, he's going to already have a nation to serve him. If he's going to rule, he's going to have to have some people to rule. And he's not ruling worldly people. He's going to rule backslidden so-called church people. He's going to be a religious man. Does everybody understand now? <laughs> what that says, all that is worship, though, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things? And now ye know... What withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time? Everybody see that? In other words, he's saying, now you know what's holding this person up. What's holding them up? They hadn't at that time, that had not been a falling away yet. In mass, like what we see today. 
In other words, he's, he's saying exactly what I just got done telling you. There has to be a falling away so that when this man is revealed, he's going to rule over the people that have fallen away. You better make sure you're not in that number. This man is going to have a pull to him. He's going to have an attraction to him. He, he's going to be, he's going to appeal to the carnal minded Christian. Does everybody understand that? And he already got a bunch of apostles out in this world setting the stage for him. <laughs> Does everybody see now? All right, let's go and keep reading. Verse 7, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be what? Taken out of the way. And this is the phrase, the Lord say the same, that we're going to explain today. Only he who now letteth will let. Does everybody see that now? Only he. <laughs> Let's read that again, verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity doth already what? Work. And then he goes on to tell you what the mystery of iniquity is. You know what iniquity is? Sin that have reached your soul. It is sin that have reached on the deep parts of you where it has become a part of you now. You know, when, when you come and hear God speak to you and he's warning you, He's warning you and he's trying to warn you before iniquity gets set inside of you. Iniquity is a dangerous thing. Iniquity is what happens when people have played with sin one too many times. Does everybody understand that? When you're in iniquity, you know good and well, I can't help it now. Iniquity is prison. That's the name of the sin of prison. Iniquity. <laughs> you're in prison and you know you are. Do they understand now? Iniquity is so slick and sly that it'll make people think that that's just who I am. This is just where I am and I, this is just what I do now. And they start to accept it as their own personality and as their own thing. But it was not before. At one time, God was warning you, warning you, warning you, warning you. Come out of that. Come out of that. Come out of it. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. And the more you reject it, the lower God's voice got, the less of a pull to obedience you felt until you just slipped right on in. I tell you, you know, a lot of times when we read that scripture about the son of perdition, one good example is Judas, the son of perdition. That's a good example. You know, the Lord knew how, how things were going to end just because he knew what his mission was. Uh, but but I'm going to tell you something about it. The devil had entered into him until he, until he obeyed and, 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 and the Lord told him, go on 
and what you do, do it quickly. That's when the devil entered in. See, before then he had a chance. Does everybody understand that? He was just sliding some, a few pennies out of the offering plate, just sliding a few nickels, and then quarters, then dollars. Just sliding. Not thinking much of it. Oh, the Lord, he don't really. He ain't said nothing about it. You're not, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Doing all of that. But one day, he got overtaken. The Bible says the devil entered into him. The devil didn't enter into him until he decided, I'm going to go sell the Lord out. Does everybody understand that now? And what happened after that, he could not help himself. Now, I'm going to tell you the slick thing about the devil. The devil entered into him. He went and sold the Lord out. Told the people, this is where he is. This is where you'll find him. You'll know him because that'll be the man that I kiss on the cheek. He sold the, the Lord out. And then when he saw that the Lord wasn't going to fight back, he saw that the Lord was about to go to his death. What happened? The devil left him. I'm, I'm trying to show you the slickness of the devil. Why did the devil leave him? Because your, your sorrow is going to overtake you. You're going to hang yourself. As long as I'm in you, you're not going to do it. You'll you just keep doing you. you he would have took up the ministry of Paul that Paul had before he got saved. We'll go out and persecute some more Christians. He ain't the only one. You got James, John, and Peter. So the devil was slick about it. I'm going to get, and listen, brothers and sisters, that's what the devil will do for you if you keep playing with him. He'll get in you just long enough to get you to act a fool and then get out of you so you'll come to yourself. The idea is for you to destroy yourself. Does everybody understand now? You know how I many? <laughs> well, <laughs> people do all kind of things that they wish they hadn't done, that they regret. In a moment of anger, in a moment of passion, they do all kind of things. And then when the devil leaves, and then all of a sudden, I'm sorry, I can't believe I did that. I can, because the mystery of iniquity is working. Oh, yeah, that, that spirit is at work. Does everybody understand now? And look at what it says. Only he who now letteth will let. Does everybody see that? And so that's the question you have to ask yourself. Am I letting it work now? Am I letting it have rain in my life now? Everybody see that now? Until he be what? taken out of the way everybody see now ask yourself is iniquity in you have iniquity been found in you what role what ride does the devil have you on because you didn't get off when the law was telling you to get off You know, how many of you have ever been to a fair and got on a ride? How many of you know when you get on a ride, you can't tell the man that's operating the machine when to stop? You can throw up, snot all over the place. It don't matter to him. 
That just, that looked fun. That's the way the devil is. You get on his ride, you ain't going to be able to tell him when to get off. Does everybody understand now? That's what iniquity is. You done got on the ride, and the whole time the Lord's telling you, get out of line. Don't even pay for the ticket. Get out of line. No, I'm on the ride. Just one, just one, I just want one go around. Tell the devil you want one go around. See what he say. Does everybody understand that? His job is to try to keep you on there for an eternity, you see. Look at what it says now, verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Everybody see. Isn't that something? And then shall that wicked be revealed. Everybody see that? So you've been taken out of the way. You've been overcome with iniquity. And only then when God opened your eyes and, tell, and show you, you see what I was trying to keep you from? This is what I was talking about. Isn't that something now? And you know that's, that's the deception of sin. That's the deception of, of iniquity. That's how it works. You get warned. God ain't going to tell you everything that's going to take place and what all, what all results are coming from it. But you get warned and you get warned and you get warned. And because you don't want to receive his word from those that he sent to warn you, it overtakes you. And once it overtakes you, then all of a sudden you come to an understanding. This is what God was trying to keep me from. See, it's too late. You're on the ride now. And the devil had already pressed the green button to go. Everybody see now. Don't you, when the law is warning you, you take heed. When he's warning you, you take heed. Does everybody understand now? You ain't got to be a fool about it. You get rid of that pride and learn how to take correction. Does everybody understand now? Because I'm telling you, that's a role. Listen, the devil got, I know lots of people who are, who are on that roller coaster ride today and can't get off of it. And I'm going to tell you about God, he ain't going to be in a hurry concerning your prayer you know what he told you you know in the book of proverbs he'll laugh at your calamity when he he'll be standing there by the roller coaster and when you come around swinging around on that thing and he's and and, and, and lord please give me he's just gonna laugh at you we'll let you we'll let you stay on there for a few more years so that you won't ever want to get back on it if i if i choose to get you off of it Does everybody understand that? You know how many people have been prayed for by me? The Lord have delivered them, and then they turn right around and go right back in the mud that the Lord have delivered them from? Go right back to it and eat that vomit. <laughs> you think the Lord don't know you eating vomit? Does everybody understand now? <laughs> and then the devil will play on your mind. Well, well Brother Bolton don't care about me. If he, knew, if he knew what I was going through, he'd pray for me. Except he already has. You know, it's a dangerous thing. Twice. 
God told Jeremiah not to pray for the children of Israel. Don't even pray for them because I've already determined I'm going to judge them. Don't even pray for them. My prayer is that you don't be on the other side of that statement. Where God refuses to let, let people pray for you because you're hard-headed. That's a dangerous, uh, you know, and, it's, and the strange thing is, see, just be blessed that at least you're going to a, a ministry where you'll know your condition. There are people who will, will be in church tomorrow and who are in church today who don't even know they're in that condition. They're just praising God. Don't even know they're on the devil's roller coaster. Does everybody understand that now? Who, who was the president? Who became the president? Who was the um, who was uh, from the state? Was it Andrew Jackson? I think it was Andrew Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. He was the one. What was his uh, old Hickory? I think was his was his nickname. That's why you see when you ride around Tennessee, just about every major city got an old Hickory Boulevard in it. I think his uh, uh, his mansion is in uh, Hermitage, if I'm not mistaken. So he was the president that was shot, wasn't he? The one that got shot, did a duel, and you know, you know how they do. They march 10 feet in opposite directions, turn around and shoot at each other. And if I'm not mistaken, he was shot in his chest. And you, you know he died with that bullet on the inside of him? He, he, didn't die with the, he didn't die from the gunshot wound. He died from something else. But he, he was shot, and the bullet stayed on the inside of him, if I'm not mistaken. Now, that's the thing about it. Now, from what I understand, it bothered him all the days of his life but he listen learned to live with it and he was told that you can't move this way you can't move the way you used to move because you don't want that bullet moving around and shifting and getting to your heart or whatever so he had to learn how to adjust and you know that's what people are today when they're living in iniquity it's just a way of life for them I'll adjust Got a bullet in me that's meant to kill me, but oh well, I, I'll adjust. Does everybody understand that? If you could only understand how delicate things are in the spiritual world. Do you know God is not obligated to come back for you? He told his disciples, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is worthy of me. Not going back, looking back. Does everybody see that now? He preached a simple message. Remember Lot's wife. What did Lot's wife do? Did she turn around and go back to Sodom? No, she looked back. She didn't go back. She looked back. That's all it took. Reminiscing. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? I'm telling you, it's a dangerous thing. I have no desire to go back into mud. And I, and I believe some of us, we just have not let the old life go. So some kind of way, we found some kind of glamour in it. And have not let go of the old mindset. But I'm telling you, if you're going to live for God, you're going to have to let it go. 
you can't even come to God unless you realize everything you was doing before wasn't nothing. God can only be your savior when all else have failed you and you know it. Does everybody understand now? Read that again, verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of what? With the spirit of what now? And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and what? Lying wonders. And with all deceivableness. Everybody see that? All of it. All, everything that hell has to offer as far as deception. And that's a lot. That's a whole lot. Everybody understand? Do you understand why you have to follow the word of God? Do you understand why it's important to be under a man of God that's speaking the truth without compromise? Do you understand you ain't going to get it on your own? That's part of the deception. It's going to take a man of God to open this up. Does everybody see now? Do you know you can't hear without a preacher? And we got so many people around the world at home having their own Bible study and full of the devil. Oh, they're getting revelation, but it's a lie. Does everybody understand now? <laughs> That's part of the deception. Look at what it says. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Everybody see that? Because they received not the love of the truth. Does everybody see that? Do you know the truth had to be received? It has to be received. Everybody see now? That they might be saved. So it's not enough to just receive the truth. You have to receive the love of the truth. You have to receive the love of the truth. Everybody see that? To be saved. Verse 11. And for this cause. In other words, because they receive not the love of the truth. You want me to tell you how you know if you receive the love of the truth? When the word is going forth or when God is correcting you, you ain't bracing yourself it ain't it ain't something evil that you have to just try to try to take in you understand it's just a part of God's parenting that's when you know you receive the love of the truth you come here to be corrected not hoping that the Lord don't find you and we just figure something else to talk about Does everybody understand now? If you just if you just receiving the truth without receiving the love of the truth, pretty soon the devil's going to turn it into a lie. You're going to start compromising. You're going to start finding ways not to follow the truth. Does everybody see now? And look at what it says, verse 11. And because of this, in other words, for this cause, God shall send them what? Strong delusion. 
Now, you know, that's a big statement if God is sending it. Who in the world can turn you around if God done sent you something? Who can help you when God is helping you to believe a lie? He, you, and you know the, the deception of it? Do you know God will send you a strong delusion to believe a lie and then send his preacher to preach the truth to you only to have you reject it so he can send you to hell? Everybody see that now? He'll send you a strong delusion. Now, to me, it's enough if God's sending you a delusion. But this says a strong delusion. You'll be willing to die for that lie you believe. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody can back you off of it. Does everybody understand that now? I know exactly. I know exactly what God told me. <laughs> Does everybody see that now? I know what the Lord told me. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't care what I hear. I'm going to go find it in the word. <laughs> God will send you a strong delusion. I'm telling you, that's, that ought to be enough to make every believer get on their face and say, Lord, am, am I the one under that delusion? Because if God is sending it, he'll make you believe it's the truth. And listen, and here's the thing, you'll say it's from God and it really is. Except it's a delusion. This right here, that's your only safety net. This your only safety net. Does everybody understand that now? This is your only safety net. Do you know, sisters, God will call you to preach and then condemn you because of what his word says? Oh, yeah, God will call you. That strong delusion, he'll send it. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? So I believe him when they say God called me to be, yeah, he might have, sister. What you preaching on today? But what does his word say? <laughs> does everybody understand that now? That's a dangerous spirit. When it's something contrary to what's already written. Dangerous. Does everybody understand that? And for this cause... God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe what? A lie. Everybody see that? Now you may think, well, I don't know of any lies I believe. Are you living a lie? Is your life lining up with that? Right, let me put it to you this way. Sisters, can you submit to male authority with no problem? Well, I tell you, it's something on the inside of you that believe a lie about it. It's something on the inside of you. Does everybody understand that? Listen, uh, sister, I want to talk personally with you. For you to submit to a man, you have to believe that man is above you, that he can lead you somewhere. You don't go working for a boss that you know more than. 
You have to believe that man is capable of leading you. But if you don't believe that, now you might not say, I'm better than my husband, or I know more than him. But if you're trying to lead him, that's what you believe. If you're trying to lead him, if he can't lead you, you believe you're better than him. You believe you know more than he knows. That's the strong delusion. So you, does everybody understand that? You ain't got to admit the lie for the lie to be there. Your actions show what you believe. Does everybody see that now? And I'm telling you, this is a ministry. We stand on God's word concerning all of it. I believe in order. The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. I believe that. I believe men ought to lead their homes. I believe women ought to submit to their husbands. I believe whatever law the man lays down in his home, that's the way it ought to be followed, period. I don't care what society says. God's word says what we ought to do. I don't care how educated you are. I don't care how much of your life you lived before you were married. Does everybody understand that now? And if you get outside of God's word, then he'll send you a strong delusion. You'll be messing your whole life up and you won't even realize it. That's a sad thing. Does everybody understand that now? My wife, she know how to cook better than me. She can clean better than me. It's some things that she can do better than me. That don't make her think she can lead me. Sisters, there might be something that you're better than in your husband. That's why you were sent to be a help meet. Not a lead meet. So the devil took what you were better than in, 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 than in him and, and made you think you're better than him. It's something she ought to be better than, than I am. But that don't make her think, well, listen, here, let me show you how to mop real quick. No, you got it. My mother tell a story of how my daddy used to go fishing. He'd catch a lot of fish. In fact, they used to sell fish. Uh, before I came along and right after I was born, they would, my daddy would go fishing and they'd sell fish. And my mother would clean the fish that my daddy would catch. And one day she was asking my dad, so why don't you, why don't you come out and uh, help me clean the fish? And daddy would say, I don't know how to clean fish. And she said, well, why don't you don't want to? No, I don't want to learn. <laughs> My daddy's mindset was, I caught the fish, you clean it. <laughs> oh, big hog. <laughs> Does everybody see that now? It, it wasn't going to take anything from him. He wasn't thinking, well, I can't let you do nothing. Let me, let me, I'm going to clean the fish, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to let you do your part. And you still going to submit. Does everybody see now? 
So, it, you know, if, if God made it and created a help meet for the man, that means she's supposed to be good in areas. She's supposed to have his back on the parts where he don't have his own back. That's what she's sent to do, to help him. But you don't have to get proud, proud about it. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? So look at what it says. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Everybody see that? That they all might be what? Damned who believed not what? This Bible. This Bible. Brother Harold and I, we've covered certain things. We've covered perfection. We've gone over scriptures. In his radio broadcast, The Raw Spill. Be ye therefore perfect, not as Hawk Bolden is perfect, not as Sister Bolden is perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. Be ye therefore perfect like God. And you still got people say nobody's perfect. That's a strong delusion. That's a strong delusion. The Bible says that Job was a perfect and upright man. And you still got people saying nobody's perfect. That's a strong delusion. The Bible says that love is the bond of perfection. If you have perfect love, then you are perfect. You're not going to sin against your brother. You're going to live a perfect life. And you still got people saying there's no such thing as perfect. Nobody's perfect. That's a strong delusion, and you're calling God a lie. And you'll be damned. Because God's word says one thing, and you're saying something else. Now, people sitting under the sound of my voice still got a problem with being perfect. Still got a problem with living a sinless life. Don't think they can do it. I know that because it's coming up too much. I don't care what you try to front about. I know when the Spirit of God is speaking, somebody need to hear it. And we ain't talking about way out in YouTube land. <laughs> somebody don't believe it. And I'll tell you how, because you're not there. That's how you know you don't believe it. I don't care what you've convinced in your mind what you think you believe. If you ain't living perfect, it's because you don't believe you can. Does everybody understand that now? <laughs> you better know that's the truth. So look at what it says, verse 12, that they all might be damned. And, I, you know, I'll tell you something. I, you know, it's good to have God's word to stand on. Ain't no devil in hell can back me off of this mountain. Not a one of them. Does everybody understand that now? Years ago, before I moved to Tennessee, the Lord told me, you're going to live on Mount Carmel.
Your job, you're going to challenge false prophets and the lies that they preach. And I will show up with signs and wonders to prove who I'm really with. And I know that there are certain preachers and I know that there are people that watch me on YouTube that watch for the simple fact of criticizing. And I say this, come meet me here. Bring your Bible. Does everybody understand that now? We'll prove. <laughs> Not just with the word, with signs and wonders. I believe it. Does everybody understand that? So don't, don't leave comments under my video. That ain't Mount Carmel. <laughs> you come here, or I'll come to you, wherever you want to meet up at. I'll say, let your God, whatever, if you serve in this God, then you call fire from heaven. The God that answers by fire, whoever calls for it, let him be God. God confirms his word. That's why they're called signs. Does everybody understand that now? I don't care how many people you think you prayed for and they got healed. You come stand next to me and do it. Because my God will stop your foolishness. I don't know. Does everybody understand that? Simon the sorcerer was bewitching people. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? You come stand here and prove it. Does everybody understand that? And you know why the God has to take it to that, to that extra? Because it's people, they can, they can find word and find Bible to try to prove their foolishness. But we'll let the power of God talk. Does everybody understand that? And, and here's the thing about it. Not just that, the power of God in your life. In your life. I ain't living in sin. You are. That's your sign right there. <laughs> but see, to the fool that say you can't live without sin, it ain't a sign. So let, then we have to take it a step further. You set up your altar, I set up mine. Let's see which, God, which, which one of us can cook what's on it. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? I'm telling you, we're living in that day where so much foolishness in the world and I'm telling you you know it, it don't bother me at all I just delete the little messages that they leave and things like that uh, but YouTube and social media is full of critiquers yeah I know what you said about this but this is what I, I don't care what you believe does everybody understand that now I pray that, that, that people aren't fool enough to try it. I, I feel like this. If, if you really believe what you believe, you come to me. Don't just be in the, in the cut behind your computer or your laptop gangbanging.
Does everybody understand that now? I just believe this Bible, and I believe God will answer with fire. That's how important it is to him to make a difference between what's real and what's false. That's how important it is to him. Does everybody understand that? So no, this ain't about me. It's about the truth of God being made manifest in the hearts of people and removing the lie. God's thought so much. If you just pay attention to that story, you think about what God did. He stopped it from raining for three and a half years for the purpose of setting that whole situation up. I wish that the church of God would just get to the place of seeing it in God's word and believing it. But I'm telling you, it's not that simple with some people. Yeah, I know it says, be, be ye therefore perfect, but what does perfect mean? What does it, it means exactly what it says, be ye therefore perfect. It means what, you, what it says when you say it, what you mean when you say it. <laughs> be perfect, does everybody understand? So then they say, well, yeah, so in, in according to the, to the text, it means to be complete, lacking nothing, okay? So be perfect then, are you complete, lacking nothing? If you're complete, you ain't sinning. Does everybody see now? But people having their own mind about what it is, what it's going to be, what they think about God. But that's dangerous. You'll get to the place where God will send you a strong delusion. And if you're the fool that believes you can't be perfect, you already got the delusion. But is a word I don't want to hear. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. All throughout the scripture, he back it up. So now y'all can see the Lord is taking us down somewhere else. That's because somebody here don't believe it. Be ye therefore perfect. that Bible mean that? God mean it. Does everybody understand that now? Listen, and just because you live in this sin don't mean everybody is. Just because you cutting them and acting a fool don't mean everybody is. And you can say, well, I know some stuff about you that you did. Yeah, did. <laughs> I had to get saved just like everybody else that got saved. I didn't get saved to keep sinning. That's where the term sal salvation come from. That's what the angel announced to Joseph and Mary. He, you're going to call his name Jesus because he will save men from their sins. That's what salvation is. What are you saved from? Does everybody see that now? So this Bible tells us, be ye therefore perfect. Be ye therefore perfect. Not in the sweet by and by today. Does everybody understand that now? 
God's not a liar, brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you, you're not going to be perfect if you don't believe you can be. The first thing you have to do is believe this word. That's the first thing you have to do is believe this word. Quit making excuses for it and quit trying to make it line up with your lie and your life. Just be humble and say, I ain't there yet. But don't reject it because of what you see in your life. You rejected the word somewhere. That's why you see in the fruit that you see now. Does everybody understand that now? Bible says that the Lord God sent five offices for the perfecting. For the perfecting. Let's go look at that. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. The fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians. Now, my prayer is that you'll hear it this go round. Everybody understand that? The, devil unto- the Lord done told the devil to stop the ride and let's see who gets off of it. <laughs> my prayer is you'll get off today. <laughs> is everybody there? The fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians? Let's start reading in verse 11. It says, and he gave some apostles. Everybody see that? And some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Everybody see that? And today in most churches, we only got three of them operating. Well, let me put it this way. Three of them, that's accepted. Backslidden won't accept prophets. That's done away with. Backslidden won't accept apostles. That's done away with. We'll accept evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But here's the issue. Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints. So if you deny being perfect, that somebody can be perfect, of course you're going to do away with the top two. You take uh, take away the very two offices that drills inside of you so that the word can get there. They're the ones with the sledgehammer. So, of course, you can't receive it because you reject the two offices that have the revelation to begin with. You see how cunning and crafty the devil is? So how in the world are the the saints going to be perfected if you remove the top tier? Does everybody see now? Look at what it says. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, For the edifying of the body of Christ. Everybody see that? Till we all come in the unity of what? Of what now? The faith. That means we ought to have one belief system. One church ought not to believe in tithing and another church don't. One church ought not to believe in women preachers and another one don't. There is one faith. 
And this Bible says that God sent those five offices until we all come into the unity of that faith. Does everybody understand that? So we remove apostles and prophets because we know they ain't about to ordain one woman to preach. They ain't taking up tithing. <laughs> they ain't taking 10% from nobody. Everybody see that now? Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto what? Unto what now? <laughs> so if we stop at the perfecting of the saints, then you might be able to say, well, see, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of being perfected, but I ain't going to never get there. I'm just being, I'm being perfected. But look at what God did later on. Because he knew people would come along and say, well, that word says perfecting. That means it's a process. We never get there. But look at what that says. Unto a what kind of man? A perfect man, not a man in process of perfection. Not a perfection apprentice. <laughs> that man is perfect. Everybody see that? Well, perfection according to who? Because, you know, it's, it's different. It's different. If, if we're going to say that, it's different levels of perfection. You can't, you can't judge this by that. I mean, I might be perfect over here and you perfect over there, but we two different, completely different people. God got an answer for that. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of who? Not your church. Not the people you grew up with. <laughs> Everybody see that? Not, I'm, not what I used to be perfect. That our measuring stick is Jesus Christ in this world. That's our measuring stick. What sin was he committing? And you say, well, he was God. Yes, sir. In the flesh, in flesh that was tempted in all like manners as we are and yet without sin. The Bible says he was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. What's the works of the devil? Sin. <laughs> so he's our measuring stick. Don't say you want to be like Christ and then don't want to be like him. <laughs> Does everybody understand that now? I'm telling you, that's, that's my example. That's my example. And I say, well, Lord, you didn't do that when you were here. Lord, I see this in my life, but you weren't doing that. So I need to line up with what you were doing. I want to be like you. That's why we are Christians. Now you see why the world, why people attack that word. You even got people who have been enlightened that say, well, you know, that's really a demonic term. Yeah, to the devil. You black Hebrew Israelites need to come off of that high horse. Get rid of your self-righteousness. 
you get back to Jesus Christ. He's the only way to salvation. And I don't care how you try to change his name up and pronounce it in Hebrew, whatever, it's still Jesus Christ. The Christ. Does everybody understand that now? Not just Jesus. It had other people whose name was Jesus in the Bible. We're talking about the Christ, the anointed one. So we don't deny being Christians and try to put something else on ourselves. Nobody was saved because they were kin to Abraham. They had to accept Jesus Christ. Does everybody understand that? They had to accept the Lion of Judah. <laughs> you get rid of that Hebrew foolishness. Does everybody understand that now? It ain't nothing in the Old Testament brings salvation. That's the reason why it had to be a New Testament. The Old Testament was there to bring you to something new. Does everybody understand that now? My prayer is that we're here with the Lord is saying today. If you're going to grow in God, you have to quit rejecting his word. If you see yourself mess up during the week or during the day, you don't throw your hands up. You just say, well, Lord, I'm, I'm going to get there. Forgive me, Lord, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to be perfect. Just your word says I can do it and I'm going to do it. You don't mess up and sin and then say, well, Lord, well, ain't nobody perfect then. Who are you? You ain't the measuring stick. <laughs> you and your pride go sit down somewhere. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? And you ain't got to think you know something about somebody else either. Well, Brother Bowden, I know some stuff. Well, you might know some stuff. But when your mind is blind, don't depend on it. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? The Bible says that the devil goes before God and he stands before God daily, accusing the brothers, accusing them. Listen, brothers and sisters, I done been accused of a lot of stuff. And I'm not guilty. So I don't mind the lie. I don't mind what you think about me. I can care less. Does everybody understand that? My ministry ain't to you to prove to you who I really am and that I really am a nice person. I can promise you that. that I'm not, I'll never get on that boat. <laughs> Does everybody understand that now? I said before and I said again, God didn't put me here to be friends with people. And I'm going to tell you how strict it is. You know, one of the worst things a manager can do on a job is befriend the people that work for him. When he befriend them, what happened? Now, now they ain't working. I'm talking to you about what we're going to do after this. No, you get back to work. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? There's a reason why we're referred to as brothers and sisters in Christ. Does everybody see that now? And that's another thing the devil has tried to come against in his ministry. Why y'all calling each other brothers? Why y'all calling each other sisters? 
Because the Bible says so. That's what the Bible says. Does everybody understand that now? That ain't nothing but the devil trying to break barriers. And you let, I'm telling you, you let the devil come in, he'll tear up this whole Bible. You know, that's what's going to happen with a lot of these churches. They go from one thing to the other. You know, Jesus, the Bible says we go from glory to glory. And it's got other folks that's going from glory to glory in the opposite direction. I've seen preachers start off standing on this word and calling right, right and wrong, wrong. Saying, I, I believe in Jesus Christ. Then next time you see them, they got Yeshua all over the place in that church. Well, that ain't his real name, Yahuwah. You go and try to cast out a devil sound like you coughing and see how much. <laughs> what is it, excuse me, what are, you, what are you saying? What is that? You need to go take a pill. You know what's silly? If you weren't born speaking the Hebrew language, just speak it in English. <laughs> but I, I say this, it wouldn't matter what language I spoke. Just the fact that people coming against Jesus Christ, that name. Does everybody understand that now? Then I know something is, okay, something, it's something about that, see. So my prayer is that we'll receive God's word in his purity. Don't be deceived. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, do you know how easy it is to go get off course? It is so easy. And, and, you, and you know what, what God does for us? He brings us, the word is the anchor. The name of my first ministry was that, Anchored in the Word. The Word of God is the anchor. You know what the anchor does? I've, I've been on ships three times the size of this whole building. And no matter how big they are, they drop an anchor that weighs about 1,500 to 15,000 pounds. They drop it and it takes hold of the dirt that might be a mile underground. Then the waves at the top, they begin to sway and move that ship around. But because that ship is anchored, it ain't going nowhere. That wave might sway just a little bit to the left, and then that anchor will pull it right back to where it started at. That's what God's word is. It's an anchor. It is an anchor. So, so that every time the devil try to sway you and say, well, you know, I've met women who, they, they might have a call. Nope, nope, God's word. What does God's word say? Well, you know, I've met some good people. That's not perfect. Wait, wait a minute. What does God's word say? It'll bring you right back to the center of where God wants you to be. Does everybody understand that? There was a man named Balaam who had God's word. Don't go with them. Don't go with them, Balaam. And don't prophesy against my people. But you know what he did? He allowed them to sway him. And his problem was he was not anchored. 
And because he was not anchored, he received a strong delusion. Listen, where God himself said, go. Go. Isn't that something? You know, that's, that, can you imagine, can you really, really think about how dangerous that is? When God tell you one thing and you keep bugging him about it and then he tell you something else but to your own destruction. People drop off in hell every day saying God told me. Yes, he did. But for what purpose? So that you can be damned. Why? Because you didn't receive and accept the first set of instructions. Does everybody understand that now? So Balaam found that out the hard way. You can keep nagging God. In other words, you can keep bucking against the system and God will tell you something and it'll be just the truth. It's just as sure as I'm standing here. It'll be the truth. But to your own destruction, to your own destruction, he'll have you thinking you're right when you're wrong. Does everybody understand that now? You know, that's dangerous. For God to tell you, you, you say, well, I know the voice of God. I know he told me that. He may have, sister. He may have, brother. What does his Bible say, though? What does his word say? I don't care what nobody else is saying. What does his word say? Does everybody understand that? The Bible don't say that the devil sent a strong delusion. The Bible says God will send a strong delusion. He will call you. He'll tell you all kind of stuff when you reject what, he, what he's already told you. Does everybody understand that? How would you think about it? How would you feel? How, what would you do? If somebody, if, if, if uh, <laughs> somebody come to me and ask me, so, Brother Bowden, what color is that shirt you got on? I say blue. Uh, I don't think it's blue. Yeah, it's blue. Uh, Brother Bowden, I don't, I don't think that's blue. What color shirt? Okay, it's orange. Oh, now, now, see, that's what I was thinking. I see now, it, it, it's orange. Well, go on, be blessed. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? You think God's about to play these games with us? <laughs> Does everybody see now? Let's go look at one more scripture. Let's go to the book of James, the first chapter. Let's just wrap this up just real briefly. The first chapter of the book of James. Is everybody there? All right, we're going to start reading in verse 13. It says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Everybody see that? Everybody see? But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of what? His own lust and what? enticed only he who now let will let everybody see that now 
Does everybody understand that? What does this have to do with that, what we're talking about? Only he who now let us will let. If I'm sitting somewhere and the devil is coming to tempt me and tempt me and tempt me, if I keep allowing him to tempt me, eventually I'm going to fall into it. You know why? Because I really want to be tempted. Think about it this way. It's like a person that's got a party in spirit that like to club, go out to clubs. Now, listen, uh, brothers and sisters, you can call it what you want to. What happens when people go out to clubs? They hook up with people and do what? Have sex. So what's the real point? You really want to have sex. But see, the, the foolish mind will think, well, I just, all I wanted to do was go out and have a good time. Just go out to the club and drink with my girls or whatever. And then some kind of way, all of this happened. So you experience that time after time after time. Do that stop you from wanting to go to the club? No. Why? Because you have not come to the realization that you really are a fornicator. If you don't want to do that, you'll stop going to the club. But you keep getting pulled to it because that's what's on the inside of you to begin with. Only he who now letteth will let. In other words, you really want the end result. So you ain't got to lie and think, well, I just kept falling into it. No, you ain't fell into nothing. You were living there. Does everybody understand that now? Look what that says. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of what? His own, not of somebody else's lust. So, sisters, let's get rid of this victim's mentality that I was being used and I just didn't know what I was doing. You walked right into what you wanted to walk into. You ain't got to tell that lie that you were taking advantage of. You get rid of that feminist mindset. Does everybody understand that? If a man didn't rape you, you wanted to be there. Or you might feel like a fool because you've gotten used and, and the man done moved on, but you were there too. So you have to own up to your junk. You were letting. <laughs> <laughs> does everybody understand that? You ain't got to think, well, does everybody understand that? Isn't it something how the feminists think they smarter than men, but then they play the victim and act like the man was smarter than them back then? <laughs> That's a lie. Everybody see that? It can only be one or the other. So I, I, let's just say this up front, see. You have to be honest with the Lord if you're there. And just say, well, Lord, I, you know, I really want to do what it is I'm doing. I, I'm, I really want to do it. But I know it's your will for me not to do it. So please help me not to want to do it. Don't lie and say, well, ain't nobody perfect. Don't lie and say, well, I keep falling. Don't, the Bible says don't even say that. Don't say you made a mistake. The Lord don't want to hear about your mistakes. He want to hear about your sin and the fact that you don't want to be in it. He don't want to hear somebody else's fault that you are sinning. 
Just say, Lord, I'm sinning because I want to, and I want you to take this from me. I don't want to do this anymore because I know it goes against what you say. You ain't got to bring your childhood into it. Well, I'm this way because. Does everybody understand that now? You have to learn to follow God's word. Does everybody see? The Bible says only he who now letteth will let. You know what that means? When you, you are drawn away of your own lust, your own lust, your own lust. That's the good thing about God. Can't nobody else pull you into their lust. You have to be drawn away of your own lust, your own lust. Your own lust ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. Does everybody understand that now? Yeah, people that have sex with animals if it ain't a human around. Their own lust. Their own lust. So you don't need another human being to go along with you in it. But look at what it says. Only he who now letteth will let. You know what that means? You want it to be tempted. And let me prove it. Because what does the other side of this word say? Submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil. And what he'll do? No, he'll keep tempting you. He's got a right to stay there and keep bringing it to you. What will he do now? What will he do? Walk away? Skip away? He will run away. Like something is bothering him, like he's afraid. Submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee. If he ain't fleeing, it's because I like him as a companion. If he ain't fleeing, it's because I read, I'm drawn away of my own lust. I want to be tempted. Does everybody understand that now? And so we have to get to that place where we at least acknowledge what God's words say about it. And, it, and at least put ourselves in that place where we see ourselves the way that God sees us. Don't say it's somebody else's fault. Don't say, well, I just fell into it. Say, Lord, I walked right into it. And I knew what I was doing. God, I need help and I want you to forgive me for that. Does everybody understand that? God can only accept honesty. All them little sideways you got that God can't accept, that might have worked for you when you were out in the world. God don't accept it. Does everybody see that now? All of the excuses and all, just you have to be up front with God. Because here's the thing about him. He knows stuff about you before you know it. So you know you ain't coming to him with a lie. Does everybody understand now? Look at what it says, verse 15. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth what? What does it bring forth? And sin when it is what? Finished. What does it do? Everybody see that now? But you know, here's the funny thing about it. People ain't, people not too concerned about sin until they see death down the road. Until they see, in other words, how it's destroying their life. Everything is okay as long as I don't see it destroying me. Does everybody understand that now? 
And so the Lord, you know, here's the thing. The Lord tells us, <laughs> the Lord might tell you, stop eating candy. Just stop eating candy. But I don't see what's wrong with it. You see what's wrong with it when you have to use a straw to eat. Does everybody understand? I'm just using that as an example. But see, that's the way people live. I don't see what's wrong with it. I don't see the harm in it. You ain't got to see the harm. What was the harm of the tree in the garden, in the midst of the garden? What was, what was wrong with knowing both good and evil? Does everybody see now? It's wrong because God says it's wrong. I don't care how you think it benefits you or don't. And at some point, you have to learn, brothers and sisters, to receive God's word and stop with all of the excuses. Only he who now letteth will let. Does everybody, in other words, one, if you, when you get into this pattern of letting and letting, eventually that's just, that just becomes your program. That just becomes who you are from that point on. Does everybody see that now? And that's not God's will. It is not God's will. Does everybody see that now? I pray that whoever God is talking to will hear it today. You stop playing with sin. If you've heard me say something from this pulpit, you take heed to it. I don't care how many years ago it was. You take heed to it. You could think, well, you ain't said that in years, but God meant it when he said it years ago. And he'll still hold you accountable to it today. Does everybody understand that now? So it ain't got to be just something that's just old. Well, that's just old now. I ain't heard that in a while, so that's old. So we're over that, so I can keep going. Don't do that, brothers and sisters. You take heed to what the Lord say. Does everybody understand now? God's word don't ever get old. Does everybody understand that now? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this word. If the Lord was talking to you today, stand up. standing up I want you to raise your hands to God and surrender to him dear heavenly father we come before you today we know that we've heard from you today oh God and we come lifting up our hands surrendering to you Lord we place ourselves under arrest before you we know Lord that we're helpless and you're all power God, right now, we want to thank you, Lord, for telling the devil to stop this roller coaster. Forgive us, Lord, for getting on it. Forgive us, Lord, for rejecting it, your word, for not listening when you told us to get out of line, for not listening when you told us not to buy the ticket, Lord. 
for taking those unctions that we received from you for granted. Forgive us, Lord, for getting on this roller coaster. Forgive us, Lord, for even enjoying the first lap around. And for not remembering, Lord, what your word says about seeing how it's pleasurable for a moment. And so now, Lord, we've come to a place where the pleasure have turned into a prison. Where we see things for the way they really are. This ain't fun to us anymore. And God, we ask that you will break the power of Satan in our lives. We've gotten ourselves into some things, Lord, that we didn't bargain for. We weren't counting on the chains of the devil being wrapped around us like this. But God, right now, we know that you're all powerful. And you've come to break the chains. So right now, Lord, we surrender to you. We want to be your prisoners now, oh God. Take us, Lord, remove all of the filth and the junk that the devil added to us in all of these laps we've been riding around. Remove all of the residue, Lord, that we've picked up along the way through our own disobedience. Lord, we also ask that you will remove the chains from around our minds so that our minds can be renewed, O oh God. Break the power of Satan in our lives. Lord, we come right now to you. Like your apostle Paul said, what would you have us to do? We're your prisoners now, O oh God. We ask that you will use us however you see fit. Help us, Lord, to forgive ourselves for our own disobedience. Help us, Lord, to receive the new creature that you've called us to be. Help, Lord, all things to become new in our lives. Lord, we pray that you will help us to stand on your word. Now that we know that the devil's ride is not a fun ride. Now that we know what it leads to, Lord, help us to not ever go back to that place. Strengthen us, O oh Lord. Bring your word to us in those times of temptations. Help us to know, Lord, that we can stand against the wiles of the devil and we can resist him by faith. Give us a word in due season, Lord, so we can say it is written when he comes to question who we are in you. Lord, we thank you for your word. Now we ask, Lord, that you will help us to stand on it. And by your Holy Spirit, help us to continue to stand. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. sisters we thank you all for being here today thank you all for hearing God's word and we look forward to 
your brand new life in God and the new level that the Lord will take you to. All right, now, if that's all now, we're going to be dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.